everybody, and welcome back to the Becoming Super Podcast. I am Scott Councilman, and Angelica will not be joining us on this one. This is a special talk for uh, all those men out there. and Ladies, you can listen to, but this is generally uh, towards the men. Um, but I do have a special guest, and that will be my father-in-law, Angelica's dad, uh, and my personal mentor and uh, upline uh, in the network marketing business. And his name is Victor Roman, or Victorious, as we like to say. <laughs> You'd like to introduce yourself a little bit? Yes. Uh, thank you very much. It's a great pleasure to be here. Um, my first podcast. I'm, I'm kind of uh, interested in how this is going to go, but uh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. It's, it's going to go well, because it's just going to be conversations that we already have, pretty much, but now it's just going to be recorded. So, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. So... Obviously, this weekend we went through to a uh, we qualified for a, a men's leadership, um, which is important during these uh, times that we're going through, especially as the country, uh, as a country. Um, and I think there is a, a personal war, and you can agree or disagree with this um, on men um, and being and masculinity, really. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think that. Um... You know, people would have you believe, and you've heard the word toxic being thrown around uh, so much. It's just uh, kind of ridiculous. There's nothing toxic about being uh, a man or masculinity. Uh, it's something that has uh, served us all very well through time. It's been a necessary thing, uh, you know, to just be a, a winner, a provider, uh, putting meat on the table. Yeah. You know, putting uh, a roof over the house. You know, it's uh, over it everybody's head. And we're not saying that women can't do this either, but the the word toxic masculinity comes around, and um, I think a lot of people think of like abuse uh, that comes to mind, or just or masculinity in general. They t they talk about abuse and a man pushing a woman down or another man down and not helping up um, his fellow human uh, being, um, but that's not being a man at all. Um, that's just being a boy, childish, and uh, is definitely not a code of honor that uh, any man should adhere to. Uh, being a man means, you know, helping the next person in line, bringing people up, putting food on the table, being taking responsibility and accountability for your actions. That's very key right there. Uh, the responsibility part, uh, you know, accountability, uh, those are some of the key things. Uh, I remember the the movie the uh, Pursuit of Happiness. It was Will Smith in that movie. Uh, oh, the Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, the Pursuit yeah. of Happiness. Yeah. So we actually heard the uh, the actual uh, guy speak about that, and he said his kid was like not like a six year old kid that you saw in the movie. He was like eighteen months old, and all his friends were telling him, "Man, why don't you have your mama take care of that baby?" And he was like, "It's my baby. It's not my mama's baby." You know, so here you have a man that, that took uh, responsibility and was trying to set the example for everybody else to let them know this is what it's supposed to be. You know? Yeah, I remember seeing that in a lot of, um, especially when I growing up in my church, uh, some of the kids around, they would be, growing, they'd be um, kind of raised by their grandparents Yep, um, a lot, um, which is very unfortunate, or the dad would just leave. Um, and the lack of fatherhood there, uh, which is key into, and vital to a home. Um, and right now, I believe, um, you know, the government would rather have women marry the government than, than men. I mean, that's legitimately what's going on. Well, absolutely. When you see that uh, it's been encouraged, 
uh, and there's been a lot of talk about this lately, how, um, you know, the, the family uh, has been, you know, torn apart um, and left out there to hang with the dad being uh, absent. Uh, it's been encouraged. You know, you give uh, Section 8 housing to uh, uh, a woman who has children out of, uh, out of wedlock, and then you pay her for additional children and keep rewarding her for that. You know, what's that going to do? And then you have the, you know, I've even heard where the, the father uh, is maybe the owner of uh, the apartment building. And now he's collecting money off of, uh, you know, his his family from the government. And it's just perpetuating the whole thing. You know, it's, it's creating a whole different culture that is just wrong. Yeah. And it comes back really to that, that uh, socialism idea. Um, because that's what always happens that you're really getting married to the government and depending on the government for every little thing that you need um, instead of just providing it yourself and taking responsibility and being accountable for your actions and and stop being apathetic and you know going to your work from eight to five and then get, getting onto the couch and popping a beer and getting on to and watching movies all day and leaving um, the wife or the significant other to do everything around the house um, yeah, I think I, if uh, if more men learn to um, that there is something to uh, having integrity, uh, being good for your word, you know, getting back to those basics, you know, uh, where you know a handshake and a look in the eye says it all right there, you know, we'd all be a, a lot better off. I think you said something key too is just being a man of your word. Um, <laughs> I think that's a lost uh, art, uh, a lost contract really uh, nowadays. Um, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, you say that you're going to do something, you're going to be there. I don't know how many times uh, I've had a friend of mine say, like, yeah, I'll be there at this time, and then two hours later, he's not. Yeah. I mean, and I'm sitting there in the parking lot waiting, uh, pissed off. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it shows that you don't have respect for me, and you don't have respect for my time. No. And how many times is that going to happen, you know, before you stop calling your friend? Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, that, that's that's the that's a good fact of the matter is that yeah, eventually you're just gonna get sick of it and you're gonna move on. Um, but you know, I, I just don't think right now we just don't have that uh, that men that leadership. Um, or, well, there's a lot of confusion. I mean, when you see, um, you know, let's say what's on TV, uh, they portray in all these sitcoms the father mm. as you know some knucklehead conniver trying to get away with stuff. And the mom is supposed to be the super strong person who has to keep him in his place. And then the children, you know, the, the daughter is a super smart girl. And they show the son as, um, you know, another little conniver, you know. Yeah. You know, what does that tell everybody? I remember my children growing up and I had a, you know, after watching some of these Disney shows that portrayed that, I had to tell them, look, they started fighting. I'm like, we're not a show on TV. You know, we're a loving family, and we're not going to treat each other like this. You know, I had to explain that to them. That's not real, you know, and, and that's yeah. not the way we're going to experience life. Yeah, that, uh, that's, so, that's so true because um, I have a problem with, like, just, well, I have a problem. Hey, y'all know this. I had a problem with the school system, and maybe I'll get into that this episode finally. <laughs> but um, really, like, uh, I, every time I watch a TV, a sitcom, it's always the dad that's the bumbling idiot. Yep. And um, I was like... You know that that's not me. I, I mean, you know, I always said like that. That's not me. Why are they portraying it that way? And then you know, your 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 kids are watching that and they're like, oh god, my dad's just a bumbling idiot like this person is. Um, so they have a different view on you because you're letting your kids get raised by TV. Right. 
Um, and that's essentially what's happening. Um, and, and if you're not there to correct it because you're working, you're trying to do what you need to do yeah. for your family, mm. you know, what are they going to think? Which leads going to tell them any difference. Exactly, which leads back to right there is key. You know, obviously you need to do the job, but you need to have a job. And we're not saying jobs are bad. Um, you know, to pay the bills, do things you need to do. But you also need to be creating something of your own. And that's, you know, obviously with network marketing, we've been able to do that. It allows for that uh, that ability to create something of our own, to have that extra income stream, um, more options to raise the kids how we want to raise them. Because that's a goal for Angelica and I, whenever we decide to have kids, is to uh, homeschool or put in private school, to have that option to do that. Right. Uh, I've seen the public school. I'm not impressed. I've, I've been a teacher of the public school. Uh, it is um, a soul-sucking place. Uh, it, it will teach you to be an employee in a poverty mentality. Um, you know, go to school, get good grades, and get a diploma, get a good job, retire in about 40 years, and, you know, enjoy your retirement for the next 10. Poverty poverty, and in a, a godless society as well. Yeah. You know, because they won't allow you to even talk about that stuff uh, while you're in there. Yeah, I also meant to warn you before this. If uh, if you're gonna get a, if you're offended easily, uh, you probably need to listen to this. But if you don't, that, that maybe I'll put this in the beginning. <laughs> um, but you know, either way, uh, we're gonna get religious, and if you're not a religious person, that's okay. But we're gonna talk about it here because um, we're both um, followers of Jesus Christ and um, try to do as He does, um, and. You know, I, I think it's a big point too. Is that God was taken out um, of schools, of uh, communities, um, and I, I don't think I even have a problem with like how would how would you solve something of um, if somebody was of a different faith? Well, it depends on what faith, because uh, the the last time I was around the, the you know paying attention to what was going on in the school system and, and decided that I'm not going to listen to that anymore. They were teaching other faiths, and that was okay, you know, because they wanted the children to know about that. But once you start, you know, talking about God, or you say Jesus, and, you know, that raises an eyebrow, and now you're in trouble. Right. You know? Yeah. Was that your experience there? Uh, not, it wasn't, but towards the end of, or as a teacher, it was. Right. Now, as a teacher, now it's growing up through school, not a big issue. Um, but as a teacher, I've had some people, because I spoke my mind. Um, you know, these kids, uh, kids, you don't need to be sitting there talking to kids like, uh, like, like they're little babies or something, no. you know, the, the, when they get to a certain age and they can converse with you, they need to be treated as such. You're raising adults that, and, yeah. and you need to talk to them as such, whether you agree with that or not, you're, they're going to eventually become an adult and a member of a working member of society. And they need to know how to handle rejection, which we don't have that anymore because we like to give out trophies to everybody. Yeah. And be like, hey, here you go, little Johnny, you can have this trophy. And yeah. Yeah. And that's not gonna that's not gonna help anybody. If he can't follow the simple rules inside of a school system or inside or inside of a baseball game, how is he expected to follow the simple rules outside of society? Yeah. I've been impressed by some children that I've met, um, you know, six years old, the way they talk. Uh, and carry on uh, in a positive way and I ask their parents you know what what's the difference with these kids what have they done with their children when they you know raise them and uh, they said that they never talked to them like they were babies you know they always talked to their to their children like they were you know young adults 
So it wasn't all that goo goo gaga, moo boo boo, you know, kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm which glad only makes we got you, that recorded. Yeah, which only makes you look like, you know, hey, okay, you're a little bit of a blithering type person. But, um, you know, when you, apparently it works to speak to them normally uh, their whole life because they mature sooner and, you know, they can come to understand things right away. You know? Yeah. And, and, and the problem I also see is that a lot of them try to be their friends way too early. It's fine, like, you know, but it's fine later as an adult. Well, later as an adult, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I believe that, you know, Angelica and I are best friends right now. Yeah. You know, that's, we've been through a lot together, you know, not all of it fun. Uh, but, well, yeah, yeah now, we're, now we're friends. I'm still her dad, you yeah. know, and uh, through all her life, uh, you know, I still have to discipline her and, uh, and suffer through some stuff with her and, you know, just... Keep loving her, yeah, uh, until everything got straightened out, you know. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that's the key. There is a like, keep disciplining the guidance there, and keep the lines of communication open. I think that's a, a definitely important one. Uh, what do we hear this week about a guy? We heard about a guy disciplining his kid, and he wanted to smack him originally. <laughs> oh yeah, he was telling the story about how um, he got in trouble with his mom, and then she sent him to his room, and. He came in on the tail end of it, and then he saw the kid was upset. It was his son, his oldest son. And he said, what's going on, buddy? And uh, his son said, mind your own business. And his first inclination was like, say what? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I feel like that would be my Who are you talking to like that? Um, and then he said he just got down on the knee and put his hand on his shoulder and just asked him, look, I just want to know if you're okay. That's all. That's why I ask you how you're doing. And uh, he said the kid started crying and everything, so he just just let it go with that. The next day, um, he was outside with his mom, who was living with them. Yeah. Oh, and, this is the kid's grandma. Yeah, the kid's yeah. grandma. And uh, she was scolding one of the other kids, because he's got four at this point. And she looked at the other two and said, go mind your own business. And he heard that, and he realized where the kid had gotten that from. And, and was appreciative that he didn't react. On his first, right. So he could have yeah. could have smacked the snot out of him, sent him to bed for something that he had learned from somebody else. You know, another adult living in the house. But he also realized there was something deeper there, and was able to reveal that after breaking it down. Um, well, you know, again, you learn some parenting skills. You know, we talked about how you can learn a lot of that stuff and where you should look for it. Right. Um, there's an excellent book that provides you know all kinds of. Uh, uh, Success principles for that, let's say. Um, but there are times where, you know, you may not because everybody else is doing this or everybody tends to fly off the handle and, and they believe that that's the way to go. You know, this is what you got to do. A kid talks like this. Boom. You know? Yeah. One of my favorite jokes that I told the kids early on was uh, you know, this, this mom asked, uh, sits her two kids down to eat breakfast and um, she says, what do you want for breakfast? And he says, I want some damn Cheerios. She says, what? <laughs> she, she spanks him and sends him to bed. And then she looks at the other with her eyebrow raised and says, now, what do you want for breakfast? And he says, I know I don't want no damn Cheerios. <laughs> That's great. That's uh, I think it was like uh, when, I was, uh, when I was little, I learned from a, I don't know what movie I was watching. But I remember getting up. Uh, we're about to leave. And... Uh, my mom was coming down the hallway, and I look at her, and I get my cry sense, and say, "Get over here, you bastard!" And I never knew that was—I didn't know that was a cuss word at the oh, time. Boy. And she, 
I remember her eyes getting so big, and she's like, but she, I, I remember that. I, I don't remember getting, I didn't, I never got disciplined for it. Like, maybe verbally I did, but, um, not, uh, not spanking or anything like that. But, uh, it was a good communication because I, re- I really didn't have any idea of what I said. I was very young. And she's like, where'd you learn that from? And exactly. I said the movie, and, I, and she's like, well, we don't say that around here. And I was like, yes, ma'am. And that was it. And well, she recognized that right yeah. away, you know? So. Yeah, because she knew I wasn't, like, I didn't say it in a malicious way. Right. It was just something I heard. Like, uh, and in my little karate stance. You thought it was cool. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was like Scorpion or something, but, um, man, I think, uh, another thing, what was it? It was a society. Um, it's just, uh, like society, how they portray men and how men should be. Uh, a, a man should apparently drink a lot to excess. Mm-hmm. And I like to have a beer. And fight. Yeah. Um, and, and there is a time and a place to fight. Um, you have to realize that, oh, yeah. um, uh, it's not, it's not every time when you go out in a bar fight or something like that, but society teaches that it's cool and to be a man, you need to drink excess, uh, fight all the time and then, uh, really just like sleep around. Uh, how many tallies can you get? Yeah. Well, you know, that's the whole conquering thing, but, um, you know, we are meant to be warriors, but in a couple of different positive ways, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we're supposed to protect our families, you know, we're supposed to protect our country, um, be uh, a positive warrior in that sense, you know, uh, I remember hearing, I think I was talking to you about this, we discussed how, you know, the meek shall inherit the earth, and how that doesn't mean that the meek are the weak, yeah, you know, it actually, when you break down the actual translation, it means, you know, the one who knows that he, he can use the sword, but decides to keep it sheathed, you know. And, the humble man. Yeah, the humble man. Yeah. Everybody, and I've talked to you about this a lot with Bible, um, just through uh, my Bible study with um, some really good guys. And, and I'm going to do a little promotion for them. But if you if you like to hear some good Bible study and really challenge you to learn more, um they're on YouTube, and they're called Killing the Church. Uh, it's phenomenal. Um, it, they are a follower of Christ. Uh, so if you have an open mind and you're interested about that, go give them a listen. Uh, they don't even know I just did this, and I'll, t- I'll let them know later. <laughs> but um, Yeah, but even just to, it's always good to hear the other side. You know, if you've ever been involved in, in debate or you've been on the side of a, a a discussion that you wanted to say something but didn't know what to say. You just knew that what the other person was saying was wrong. You need to, you know, get educated on on both sides of what's happening, so you know what the arguments are and how to, you know, correct how somebody. to handle it. Yeah, yeah. somebody somebody could go off with what sounds like authority and misinform and everybody, mislead them, and you know the truth, but you just didn't know, you know, how to say it or how to back it up. They're just saying it louder. They're just saying it louder. And that and that is what you're seeing right now in the streets, uh, or at least a couple months ago. Uh, and depending on how this election plays out, you might see it again. Um, but just in general, like, you know, you, you're seeing that people screaming at people who have different ideologies, but not necessarily an enemy. They just have different opinions, and that's okay. Uh, we, we have to come together and talk and converse, and if we can't make like make bread there, it's fine. Whatever. Like, let's go have a beer and be friends. Not a big deal. Uh, we, we, are, we are all individuals. We are unique in our own way and have our own thoughts, and we critically think different. Um, so you, know, you have to accept that for what that is. And if you could change somebody, get somebody to think. Maybe not change your mind, but get them to think and just be like, hmm, I never thought about it that way. 
you you, you won. Right. Uh, I'm not saying you won the argument, but you did what you had to do. You got them to think. Right. Yeah. From a different perspective. And uh, I, and we talk about that with Bible verses, you know, all the time with like, you know, uh, how they get misread sometimes through scripture. And, right. And people are always like, oh, it's open for interpretation. Well, then everybody's interpretation is different. Yeah. Well, they don't read the whole thing. They only read part of it. Right. And, you cool. know, and yeah, whatever's supposed to, whatever suits them, you know, yeah. uh, it's just kind of crazy the way that happens, but it does. I mean, that's why you may wind up with, you know, uh, first Baptist church, uh, on every corner, you know, uh, in one, on one block because everybody's got, uh, just a slightly different take on it and that's what they want to run with. So, yeah. And, that, and that's the thing, uh, Especially with people who are who might be struggling with faith out there, I think it's a good topic to kind of interject. Is um, you know, I grew up and I had questions. Uh, some of those questions didn't get answered through the church, and I kept looking for a church that would answer these questions. Uh, and my first church did a really good job, um, I think, um, of a lot of, of instilling a good basic knowledge for me, and my parents did too. Right. Uh, but I had some questions that were a little unanswered, and so I started searching for them. Um, but God didn't reveal those until like years, years later. Uh, but I had to be ready, you know. And I, I tried to search for it on my own, and I had to prepare myself. And then He gave me the opportunity to um, see what was really going on, and um, it, I, and I finally found a group of men that were able that I could trust and could back it up with my questions and answer them. Um, but yeah, the the biggest thing I found out was the faults with a lot of these churches, and I'm not saying all of them. Uh, was really just their, their, they had different doctrines. And to me, the Bible, the whole thing, should be your doctrine. Yeah. You should be cherry-picking different spots. Exactly. Uh, to me, it's not Old Testament, New Testament. It's one book. And you should read that from front to back, and not just the back half. Yeah. When I, uh, when I became uh, born again, uh, I had some clear instruction to find a church that you know, taught the whole book, you know, the entire book, <laughs> not just one section of it. Right. You know, and again, if you're not, if you're not told that to, you know, to look out for these things or, you know, to, you know, this is what you should be looking for, then you, you don't know. You know, you think that you're uh, in a place that's supposed to be doing everything right and they may not be. Yeah. You know, so you definitely have to uh, educate people about you know there's there's a, a whole story there's a whole book yeah and, and you need to learn all of it all of it, yeah yeah and that's i definitely agree with that and get your question like you were saying get your questions answered yes because if you're <clears throat> if you're questioning you're showing interest and if you're showing interest somebody should be there to uh help you with that like cultivate that interest exactly and get you to the next question mm-hmm. like because there's gonna be a deeper question oh there, there always is yeah there's you always know? the layers and layers and uh once you get through the first layer and you understand that then the second layer presents itself it's like oh i never thought about that one and uh and, and i think that's what a lot of the problems with right now is that uh, you're not allowed to question anything church-wise you can't quite make questions um uh and out in the society and government and I, and men right now are afraid to question things uh, and well, to, you know, we don't even know how to uh, address some people. Yeah. You know, I understand that in Canada, you can't just uh, avoid uh, not calling somebody by one of these new names that they want. Uh, you have to do it. Otherwise, you're accused of hate speech and you're liable for it. 
Yeah. You know, so here, if I'm not sure you're, you know, if you look like a Pat, and I don't know if Pat is a man or Pat is a woman. Yeah. You know, I can't just, you know, just call you Pat, you know, if I'm supposed to call you ma'am or mister. You know, I, w- I would be forced to do that in some places. Yeah, or if you just did your best uh, and, and took a guess, because you got a 50-50 shot, and, and, um, and there's just people that out there that look that way. Uh, it's nothing It's nothing to be offensive about. Um, but, you know, it, but way back when, they used to just be like, oh, no, I, I, am, I'm, no I'm, I am female, yes, or I am male. And, oh. and, and then that was fine. It was settled. But now it's like, oh, my God, you didn't get it right the first time, and... Yeah, and you know, if you were a guy with long blonde hair and, and you know transitioning, but I didn't know it, and you know you just look like Fabio. Yeah, you know, and I say, hey man, what's up? And then, and now you get all triggered and you go off. <laughs> Is that my fault? No, yeah. I don't know. Exactly. I mean, especially in the early stages. I mean, not much has changed. No, I, um, I'm not going to worry about that. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing. Like you can't you can't expect everybody to uh, know what's going on. Uh, especially with your life. Everybody's concerned with their own lives and trying to make it through. It's hard enough just to mind your own business yeah. than to be in other, everybody else's business. No, and we do. We have a, <clears throat> we have our own thing to worry about. Uh, I'm not looking to disrespect anybody, but it seems like there's a group of people that are going to insist on, you know, things working out their way or else. Yeah. Or else. What does that or else mean? It means a lot. It means you tracking know, they, you down, apparently. Dragging you down. It means, you know, making sure that you pay for it to, you know, the full extent of the law, you know, whatever law they can attach to it. It's just crazy. And, and that's that's the thing. That's what I tell people all the time. It's like, you know, I said, I don't care what, whatever you decide to do. This is a free country. And it's, it's the best country. Um, and if you want to be, uh, have a, a commune and live in a socialistic society, Nothing stopping you from buying a piece of land out in the Midwest and then holding one um, in that in that little society. Um, but if you reverse that, you can't have a capitalism. You can't have a little section of capitalism in a socialistic society. So wrap that around your head. Yeah. Um, well, there's people that want it both ways. Yeah, know, because they've already lived in one side of it and and they realize to a degree they don't want even though they don't want to admit it that you know this works. Policing works. You know, so the ones that still want to defund the police will do away with them. Well, they don't even know how that works. They don't. They budgeting on that. Um, uh, well, if if a lot of people don't even like the budget, and we won't get into that too much, yeah. but yeah, um, I think we're getting off course here. Yeah, anyway. we are, and that's okay. But you know, that's that's we just kind of went over that. Uh, trying, to get, we got a little bit off, but that's okay. Um, this is stuff everybody's got on <laughs> their minds, and I've been trying to stay away from, you know, the media. Uh, Especially this whole weekend, I don't think we turned on uh, any of the news. No, uh, and it's been a little refreshing. It's you know, been so it's just nice. kind of just get away from it and uh, and just focus on some other positive things that are going on in our lives um, that we have to focus on. Yeah, you know, like like the manhood thing. You know, just making sure that uh, we understand what our role is um, and getting back to that traditional role and not feeling bad about it. I, I told my son years ago. Uh, when he was finally moving out of the house, uh, we had a talk, and I said, don't be afraid and don't be ashamed to be a man. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I already saw the writing on the wall with, you know, uh, people fighting against that and um, just making it like an accusation that it's wrong for you to, to be that way. Right. You know, no, it's not, you know. It, it, and there really isn't. Um, 
and I think a lot of people have what, like I, we were talking about earlier, is manhood, masculinity. They have it like they have it totally bad in their head, and it's not the correct way at all. Um, it's being able to um, also help um, recognize, I guess, value in others. You know, uh, help others recognize their value, uh, and, and like and that goes back to bringing them up, yeah. bringing people up, um, and you should be doing that. Well, that's the protection part. Yeah, and I forget which. Um, which author or playwright? I think it was Shakespeare who talked about, you know, the the different stages of man. You know how he's a child, and then, uh, you know, he's a toddler, and then he's a schoolboy, and then, uh, you know, he goes to college, and uh, then he's a teacher, and then the judge, and you know, and all this, and then he's back to being an infant again. You know, in his later <laughs> stage in life, uh, drooling and crawling around. Is that Benjamin Button? I mean, I, it may be something like that. I but think it was a curious it was, case of Benjamin Button. But it was, yeah. it's, it's written in some literature somewhere. I just forget exactly. I read it so long ago, I don't remember exactly who it was. But, you know, we, we do go through those phases in our life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that more and more of us find the ones that are conscious about what we need to do are staying in the warrior stage later in life, you know. Yeah. Like, here I am, I'm 61 years old. I should be looking to being a grandfather and uh, chilling. But there's a lot of work to be done, you know, in making sure that guys your age and younger uh, are coming up and understanding that, hey, it's okay to be a man. Don't let these other people fool you. Don't let them lie to you. Don't accept that. You know, you can go with that. You know, and... and yeah, don't feel guilty about it. No. Um, you know, have that, have that ownership in your life. Um and, and be ready to step up uh, at any point in time. You need to always be prepared to do that, yep. to step up and fight for what's right. Uh, you can't sit on the fence. Um, there, there's just no place for it. I did it for the longest time. Yeah, being lukewarm gets you nowhere. It doesn't. It doesn't get you anywhere but confused. Yep. Uh, and eventually I had... Well, confusion I had to acts to in, inactivity. I mean, you're, yeah. you get stuck, you know? Yeah. Uh, the only way you can grow is just to, you know, keep your mind open, uh, keep learning, um, and as a man, you know, do what you can to make the world a better place. And this is this is very important. Uh, we talked about before association, but you really need to get around other men um, who are maybe they're, they're where you want to be as a man, as a father, uh, as a business owner, yeah. and, and you need to get close to them. And Real, hang leaders. On. Real, Real leaders. Real leaders, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was even said earlier in our thing in our um, at the conference. It was talking about manhood, and he said what equals manhood was self sacrifice and and taking responsibility and accountability. That's right. And um, I think that's a big part of it. Um, I think that is it. And being bold, you're not, you're not seeing a lot of that. No, everybody um, loves boldness. Yeah, you know, and, and a lot of men. Are, I think there's men that are ready to be bold, but uh, you know they. They don't want to be bothered. They don't want to get into, you know, a hassle. You know, it's they're late for work. They're making excuses. Yeah. You know, there's no reason why we can't get back to making sure that, you know, people aren't bullied. We shouldn't walk past that. No. You know? And I'm not, we're not talking about cyberbullying because that's something you can handle. <laughs> no, just the, uh, the anybody, certainly phys- physical bullying. Uh, but even words. I mean, yeah, just, you know, somebody just acting up like that. And, and you don't have to smack down the, the guy who's a bully. You can throw some, you know, you, you can stop it effectively and, um, 
you know, just just question what's going on there and and stop it and get the get the bully, you know, get into his head and find out what's going on with him and what's happening and why is he doing this? Yeah, because there might be something going on with him, but at the same time, you know, also be ready because it might escalate uh, escalate to that next level, which you know very rarely does it um, happen, but it could. And yeah. You always need to be prepared for that, and that's why some people <laughs> don't want to get involved. Yeah, you know. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, they just want to live out their life, and they're fine with that, and not that's help right. out anybody. It's none of my business. You know what? Yeah. It is your business. It is. You, know? you live in this world; it's your business. Yeah, people are your business. Was that? That's from Scrooge, I believe. <laughs> uh, you got any more? Uh, I think we kind of exhausted. We went all over the place. In yeah, the we did. <laughs> we did. Uh, and that, that's okay. That's kind of what this one was about, was uh, to talk a little bit about manhood and our beliefs, and we dove into that a little bit. Um, and, you know, you shouldn't take this personally, but if you did, that's okay, too. Uh, it's great to hear a different point of view um, and open up a little bit, and, um, and it'll make you better for it, and uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll see some comments. <laughs> that's all right. You know, uh, again, we're just having a discussion here. Uh, expressing our opinions, so it's, it's not, uh, as you say, gospel, um, but there's a lot going on, you know, we're getting our eyes open more to it, we're coming to understand uh, really the importance of um, getting this consciousness out to more of the youth, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about taking a Bible and smacking them all upside the head with <laughs> no. it, but there's a lot that's going on and a lot that can happen uh, and in, in a negative way to uh, our society, our communities, you know, our country, if we don't get this straightened out, if we if we continue to you know say it's not it's not my business and allow this to continue to perpetuate, you know, because that's what they're showing in media, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that's what everybody's got plugged into their headphones, you know, we're, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. Um, Do we need a bunch of Unix running around? No. No. Absolutely not. We already have enough of those. <laughs> As it is. Um, but that's a. Uh, I think that, in, just to wrap this up real quick, because um, I think you talked to me about a woman that you were trying to help save or give them to Jesus, and um, she thought she had to give up drinking and, and, oh, yeah. and smoking, which I thought was very interesting because I know there's a lot of Christians out there. If you choose to do that, great for you. No problems there. Um, and obviously excess of those things, excess of anything is really uh, bad for you. Um, but that, that is, that is not a requirement to get into heaven. And and, yeah, we were talking about change. Yeah. You know, people are looking for change in their life and then, uh, stopping themselves from, because they have a misunderstanding of what's required. So here's a woman that, uh, was looking to have, uh, God in her life. She needed it. She wanted it. Not bad enough to quit drinking and smoking, but, it, you know, she thought that that was a prerequisite for it. And I had to explain to her, no, that's not. You know, you just have to be willing to accept, yeah. you know, Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You don't, you don't need to stop drinking, smoking, whatever, you know. Uh, now what will happen is eventually, you know, once you get into that and you get into the Word and uh, you start to live that, that lifestyle, you know, truly, mm-hmm. those things will take care of themselves. Yeah, they really will. And uh, you'll find that you're actually more liberated. I know it's weird, exactly. but it, you are. Empowered. Yeah, empowered. Shackles start coming off. Um, and it, it, it is weird to say, uh, but, I mean, that's just, that's just it is what it is. Yeah. And uh, I challenge anybody, you know, 
go and go and find out um, because uh, behind every command that God gives there's a promise and uh, there, and there's a reason for that promise and it will be fulfilled can I say one thing yeah go for it <laughs> when Angelica was younger um, she was always asking you know uh, for something and I would say um, yeah I'll, I'll get that for you she goes then she'd go are you sure and uh, I would say you know what never mind forget it you can take care of it <laughs> So she learned to stop saying, are you sure? And then later on, I talked to her about that, and I said, you know, a lot of people do that with God's promises. God says, I have these things you can have now, here and now. All you have to do is believe, right? Mm -hmm. And then they say, are you sure? And so what happens? He says, well, you're not ready, so no. Yeah. I'll just hold on to it for you. And that's a key thing, too, is that um, if you want things in life, and I know a lot of people think like, "Oh, well, God will provide it." Well, yeah, but you got to help. You got to meet halfway. You can't just sit on the couch and expect uh, God to provide. It don't, it don't work like that. There's, there's a thing called works in there. Yeah, there, you got to have some works in there and some obedience and some discipline in your life and uh, to progress to that next stage. And then it'll be provided. And then it's up to you to make that choice. Yeah. Uh, to say yay or nay. And self discipline hurts a whole lot less than being disciplined by somebody else. Oh yeah. So wow. Yeah, you can figure that, was, that one out. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good one to end on. <laughs> that was good. All right. Love you all. Scott, thank you for oh, man. Uh, bringing a, me in on this. I really appreciate it. I had fun with it. it it's a you. pleasure, and I might have to cut some things out. We'll see how Angelica feels hey, about it. <laughs> edit what you have to edit. Though. Yeah. But we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, um, sign off here. And um, yeah, Guys, I hope this helped out. And uh, also, um, I'm going to recommend some things for you. Um, obviously, I mentioned uh, Killing the Church. That is a on a YouTube channel by Alternate Media. That would be Brad and Seamus. Um, they didn't ask for this. I just, it just kind of came up. Um, but they, they'll give you a new way to look and think about the Bible. Go check them out on YouTube. Uh, they're also on like TikTok and other platforms. Um, a good book to read, to start out reading, if you really are looking for leadership in your life and, uh, and manhood, Maximize Manhood. Is a good book to start reading. Um, I think it's by John Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, great book. I'm telling you, I had to take it one chapter at a time because it was uh, soul searching. Yeah. It's like eating an elephant. One <laughs> bite at a time is the way to do it. Yeah. There's a lot there. I, I literally had to put a chap, like read a chapter and like put that thing down for a day and soak that in. Yeah. Um, but that's a good book to start off with. Uh, and we'll have it in the show notes as well. Um, but other than that, guys, I hope this helped out. Um, I hope this brought value into life. And if you thought it did, uh, we'd love to have you subscribe and uh, give us a five-star review. Also, if you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, um, you know, uh, go you can go to um, our Instagram and leave some comments or DM us some ideas at lethos underscore legion. Or you can just go to uh, ethoslegion.com forward slash podcast. Um, if you're also... Uh, interested about what Angelica and I do, also with uh, uh, her father-in-law, or my father-in-law, her father, um, Victorious Roman, um, about what we do, um, you know, you can always go to ethoslegion.com forward slash join, and uh, we'll be happy to give you that information and walk you through the process. Other than that, guys, uh, TTFN.